honestly, to some people, it is an extreme thing. Um, it is not, I mean, from when you were first transitioning into it, it's not necessarily always easy. Um, nope. If you can do it 99%, if you can do it 80%, great. You're still making so much difference. If you can be vegetarian, but mostly, you know, make some alternative changes, great. Um, just not gonna, I'm not really in the business of judging people for trying. Hello, welcome to Stephen Runs Vegan. I'm Stephen. I run vegan. Clues in the name. Welcome to my podcast. I won't go on too long. Regular listeners will know about my friend Heather. She's been on the podcast a few times now. And we want to, I wanted to have her on to talk about just the pure basics of being vegan. So all the questions that you have when you consider going vegan, the realities of what happens when you do, the first few days, the early stages of trying to go vegan... What the, the slip-ups can be, you know, the honest talk, it's it's not always easy and we have a chat about the reality of it all, and hopefully answer a few of the basic questions. I found a list online, I think of 10 or so questions that are most commonly asked by someone when they're curious about going vegan. So I hope you find something in there worth bringing into your life. As usual, it's a slow steps process. Small changes, tiny changes make the best impact in my experience took me a while to go fully vegan. So just forgive yourself. So as I said, I'm really hoping there's something in here that you will take away from today and otherwise just enjoy listening. I really did try to keep this one a bit more concise, a bit more on the point, but I love to talk and I love to hang out with Heather and she has nice stories to tell too. So it runs on a bit long. They always do. But go over, have a listen as much as you can, as much as you can tolerate. It's always going to be there for you to come back to. It's free. Always will be. So, yeah, I'll get stuck in, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Feel free to like, subscribe, share the podcast, all that good stuff. If you want to follow me, you can find me on Facebook. Sorry, not on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Stephen Runs Vegan. I think Twitter is Stephen Runs Pod, maybe. I'll link it all below in the show notes. And you can always email me with a question or anything if you want to get in touch. StephenRunsVegan at gmail.com Thank you very much again and enjoy. I'm here with my friend Heather again, and by now she's probably your friend Heather if you're a regular listener. She's uh, fourth time on the podcast, is it? Thanks, so. We, we did travel, we did Halloween, we've done. There's one more in there, isn't there? We did like an original sort of just getting talking about veganism in general one. Oh, that's right. I, th- I thought that was the travel one, but yes, there was just a gent. That was the introduction, kind of the audition. Like, I, I like you, and we talk a lot, but. Is it going to work on Zoom chatting and mm-hmm. go back and listen to that vegan stuff with Heather, whatever it's called? You, you'll see it worked. And we we, ha- we haven't run out, run out of talking points just yet. So, so far, so good. So today I brought Heather on for, with the desire to actually get a bit more topical about our chats because anyone who's listened to us so far, we've been rambling, telling stories, and there are little nuggets of information and, and things to take out of it within those chats. But it seemed fairly 
just conversational in nature. Whereas this one, I want to break down a little more specifically. And that's like the basics of being vegan, the vegan 101 FAQ is frequently asked questions, whatever you want to call it. I wanted to get two vegans here to, we've been on both sides. We both turned vegan in relatively recent years. So we remember beforehand the transition and where we are now. So hopefully if there's anyone listening who's not a vegan at all or vegetarian or curious somewhere in between, we can allay the fears and we can tackle some of the biggest topics that are out there. So I did find a list. I will link to it in the show notes of a lot of the frequently asked questions that I thought were a good start, a good good uh, place to begin. So I'm going to go through them one by one and we'll have a chat. Heather, you can just join in and share your stories. And if you have any different opinions to me, because it's not all one happy church, we can, we all have our opinions and there are some gray areas. So we'll get straight into question one. Heather, is a vegan diet healthy? Uh, depends what day it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> today, pretty healthy. Some days, not so much. You can definitely eat pizza. You can definitely eat Oreos. It's not always going to be healthy. Um, definitely can be just as just as healthy, if not healthier than other diets. Yeah. That's my opinion on it. Here's what you make of it. Yeah, I I think we talked a lot of in the previous ones about travel and the other episode about how you, how you can enjoy junk food as a vegan and how it can be fun. It's not all health, but I think for the sake of somebody who is listening in with the intention of, with the curiosity of going vegan, I would say probably let's focus on the health stuff for now. So like, like you today, until I've poured this beer right here, I've had a very good day as well. I, you know, cooked mostly whole food, plant-based foods and had some fruit and, plenty of water today. So it's been a good day. So for me, is a vegan diet healthy? Yes, absolutely. As in the, the, how do I say it? If you follow the recommendations, you can get everything you need for a healthy diet from plants. And by taking away some of the meat and animal products, that will make it healthier. So a lot of the conditions and a lot of the diseases and things that kill people in our modern society, heart disease, cholesterol, uh, cancers, all that sort of thing are attributed in some way or at least made worse by your cholesterol, like by uh, over-processed foods, by dairy products, by meat, certainly, and all of the processes that go into making it. So when you reduce it down to a whole food plant-based diet, yeah, by removing the animal products, the especially the processed stuff, that's already a huge step. But I think even greater is by eating more plants. Because you're yeah. you're taking things off your plate and you need to fill it and you'll probably replace, I don't know, fish fingers with um, sweet potato, whatever, just a random example. And then you're getting all the goodness of that sweet potato, all the goodness in those plants in on your plate instead of chicken or instead of eggs or that thing you've removed. And that's automatically going to be better. Yeah, I mean, I think it also does um, depend on your opinion of what healthy is. Lots of people are like, healthy is low carb and they're like, it's really hard to be low carb and vegan. Um, maybe, um, you know, it's definitely doable. It's maybe not enjoyable. Um, and then the other thing is that, uh, I have a couple of friends who do like keto diet and it's really, really hard to do, (laughs) to be keto, to do the keto diet and be vegan. And they would be like, well, I can't have my healthy diet and be vegan. Yeah. 
Maybe, but <laughs> you could. It'd just be really hard. <laughs> it, I find it tough when keto and the likes of those, what I would consider more extreme diets, are lumped in with veganism being another one. And to someone else, veganism is a very extreme diet. And I never want to forget that. It's not standard. We are still in the massive minority. So I don't want to get too, you know, in the vegan bubble, which is definitely a risk. But opinions on health are for the, I think they're for the niche, the outsiders, you know, the there's 5% of people who are vegan, maybe 5% who are paleo, gluten-free, whatever. Like they are all the edges. And I think health is energy, vitality, lack of sickness, generally speaking. And it's very vague, of course. Neither of us are medically trained nutritionists. But yes, health you can be very healthy. And I certainly when I started and when I was very plant-based more so than now, I was extremely healthy, like full of energy, full of vigor and vitality. And now I believe I am as well. I'm not, it's not quite to the high levels because I'm not, because I've found alcohol and junk food, but that's my choice. A vegan diet can be very healthy, I, I think. So vegan diet healthy, we'll get into the, the ins and outs of that as we go through, I think, because we're going to get a bit more specific as we go. Like I said, we're not experts, but this is, this is the way we've lived and eaten for years now. So we know a bit um, casually, I believe. And, Come on, the number one question, Heather, where do you get your protein? Yeah, um, well, I think, I mean, I've only just started to, uh, like on my fitness pal, you can sort of upgrade it and it tells you like how much protein is in stuff, which foods have the most protein. So I'm only just really starting to actually notice, but like lots of veg has protein, loads of, obviously there's like, uh, like meat substitutes, that kind of thing, they tend to, extra protein in it to make up for the fact like it's yep. never really been a problem for me but i i mean i've never tried to be like a bodybuilder so i'm not really sure if i wanted to get that much protein how i would go about it but yeah so on the protein issue exactly what you said it's 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 everywhere and people assume from marketing and from just urban legends that meat is protein and it is but it's also a lot of other stuff that you shouldn't get and you can get all the protein you need from plants because that's where i i i heard a scientific breakdown of this once and i'm gonna butcher it but proteins are amino acids and you there's 20 or so amino acids and in different build up different structures they make different types of protein animal protein is whole so you get all of the types of amino acids in one bite, if for lack of a better word, whereas vegetable protein is a bit split. So you need it from different sources to make a full beneficial thing. Right. But the animals get it from the soil. Like they eat the grass or plants or whatever. And that's how they get their full mix of proteins. Like if someone ate me or you, they would get a full protein because we've been eating all of the amino acids to build up the whole protein profile. I, I right, don't know I what the terms are, but that's, that's one thing about it. The main things I have to say is as an athlete, and I say that semi-seriously because, you know, I'm, I'm physically active and not at the moment running races, but I have done in the past and will do again. I'm certainly training. It says it on your I, t-shirt, but it must be true. No, well, you can't, you can't see the athlete part. That's the problem. I, I had, know it's there though. <laughs> I, wore, I wore a running version of this shirt in a marathon once and several people shouting, go on, no meat. I want to point to the bottom bit, athlete. Athlete. <laughs> But so I've been, I've had hard training cycles of running uh, for marathons, for an ultra marathon. 
and I don't take protein supplements. Not really. I, I think I have a half full bag of protein powder in my kitchen that's been there for about two years, which is probably useless now. But I've been fit and healthy and in some parts of my life strong, uh, you know, a bit more toned than I am now from eating. Because when you're training more, you're hungry. And when you're hungry, you eat more. And if you're eating the right stuff, you'll get all the protein you need. We really don't need as much as all the gym rats and those modern day protein powder drums would let you believe like you have to have a shake after you go to the gym to get extra 50 grams of protein or the bars or yogurts or all these new products that plus protein like extra strong great for recovery just eat food food has protein normal healthy food none of the bars none of the the powders you'll be fine eat greens greens and beans Right. Beans. That, yeah. I think it's good to get into the actual sources of protein. So beans, legumes, tofu, chickpeas, any derivative of that lentils are fantastic sources of protein. Where else would you get it? Like you said, it's four. Yeah. Delicious as well. I love eating my beans. It's fortified in a lot of products. So a lot of plant-based milks, plant-based meats will have protein in them now. I think as just as much of a marketing tool as the the meat companies would have you believe but it's in there so if you if you need it it's there yeah and like i said it's or like you said it's in everything it's in fruit it's in vegetables small doses but if you're eating enough and if you're eating variety you will get it by accident like i like i said i don't add intentionally add any protein to my diet maybe if i'm in a really hard training cycle i know i'll put a scoop of peanut butter into my smoothie or add some beans and nuts onto my dinner that otherwise wouldn't be there just to give it a bit of bulk but you will probably get enough by accident and if you're really concerned if you're a numerous person and you love all the stats i don't you can look it up there are loads of protein packed foods definitely yeah i mean i decided to try huel um and oh, yeah. that obviously has protein in it's like i didn't really get it for that reason it's mostly just because sometimes when i work different shifts i don't have much lunch break um so i just thought it'd be easier how did you um, find I, it i like it and i'm gonna keep doing it i'm probably when i'm so i'm actually in off in the office some days i think i'll have for breakfast when i'm on early shifts for lunch when i'm on later shifts it just yeah it's it's useful but it does have protein in it um something like 20 29 grams of protein per shake or whatever i don't okay. know have, have, um, you, have you calculated your daily need or do you know anything about the numbers um, only because my fitness pal tells me what I should have. Okay. And what's that? <laughs> um, so I'm supposed to get, I'm supposed to have 71. Yeah. Uh, in a day. So today I've had 50. So that's okay. not that bad. So your, your, your heel shake you said is 29 grams. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 30 grams in your shake and you're a third of the way there nearly. Uh, Pretty much halfway less. there really. Yeah. Almost halfway there. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. So yeah, and it means I also you get all your all the nutrients in it, and it's also got like fortified with calcium that kind of stuff in it as well. So it just means that I don't have to think that early in the day about having yeah. something reasonable. Yeah, you, I, I like the idea of that. I heard a podcast about Soylent, which I think is the first of those meal replacement drinks. Then I discovered there's one made here in the Netherlands by a Dutch company, and I thought I'll, I'll get that and give it a try. And Huel was another version of the same product where it's these shakes, these bags of powder, which contain every 
in theory, and I believe in practice, every nutrient the human body needs. So theoretically, you could drink only this for your whole life and you would be not only survive, but you'd be very healthy. Now, yeah. me and you, we like food. Cooking is fun. Eating is fun. But yeah, in, in your, yeah uh-huh. absolutely. <laughs> but in your job and in mine, the the shifts are so weird. And certainly for me, the access to junk food, like if you walk through an airport, you see, you don't see many salad bars, but you see vending machines, you see McDonald's, you know, yeah. uh, what's it called? The, the pub, uh, Weatherspoons. So it's, it's yeah, so easy for me to get beer or coffee or whatever, Red Bull, not easy for me to get all the nutrients I need. So I did use one of those, um, products for a while it's called jimmy joy might as well say the name if in case anyone's listening uh i i just stopped i think i bought two bags and then second one emptied and i just hadn't never went back to it it's a good product it worked but uh, i lost interest after a while okay have you heard of spirulina i have but i don't know what it is spirulina is a blue-green algae. That's what the Wikipedia says. So it's an al- type of algae, algae that grows. I don't know where. I think it's only in Greece or like in the Mediterranean, somewhere around there. But it is the highest plant-based, or maybe the highest, uh, completely source of protein per gram in anything. Oh, well, I, I I butchered that, but it's like packed with protein, and I take that because it's also really alkaline, and it, you know counteracts the, a lot of the acidity of the junk food that we eat these days and seemingly it's, there's other good stuff in there as well it's one of those superfoods a bit trendy i don't take it religiously but i have spirulina there and a bit like the scoop of peanut butter in the smoothie when i'm training a bit more or if i'm mm. feeling just a bit yeah I'll, I'll take a couple of tablets of that and it i'll warn you it tastes like crap it's nasty it's Oh no! I saw this um, reggae vegan blogger guy make a spirulina smoothie, and the the host asked him, "What does it taste like?" And his reply: "It tastes like the deep blue ocean." And that's a positive way of putting it. There's a bit of a seaweedy like that kind of taste to it. But I f- I first ordered it in powder form, and uh, to add to my like a scoop in my smoothie, the way you would a protein powder, and like a teaspoon turns the whole smoothie dark green and you can taste it a mile away so then i would i google how i can mask the taste and you can put like lemon or orange citric juice citrus juice in there and that's counteracts it but it's still there and so long story short i just take it in tablet form in pill form now and it's a little bit on the tongue but then you wash it down it's fine so it's very good very protein packed if that's what you're concerned about and seemingly a lot of other good benefits but don't get it for the taste Oh yeah, protein. You're fine. Just eat food, eat a healthy diet, and you will get enough protein. And if you are in a heavy training cycle, bodybuilding, whatever, there are loads of plant-based foods to bulk up. Uh, the next one I have on my list, will I need to supplement calcium if I don't eat dairy? Now, I'll just say a bit on this. I mentioned to you earlier before we went on that my mother jumped on me about calcium recently, and that was in one of my early podcasts. I had a Q&A, I think, on Instagram, and bless him, my dad was one of the ones to reply, saying, asking for vegan sources of calcium. And I didn't really know at the time. So I, I, I Googled, and then I you know, did a bit of research. But at, at the time on the podcast, I just said, a bit like the protein answer, I don't know. I just eat food, and I'm fine. 
I have healthy calcium levels whenever I've got my bloods done. And that's not, that's by accident, basically. I'm just trying to eat a nice varied diet and that's enough for me. But my mother got mad at me because she was saying for women, it's a much bigger deal. Apparently there's a lot of requirements involved in pregnancy or something about menstruation or I, I don't know, there's something, a feminine issue that I hadn't considered and she made me aware of that. So do you know anything about that? Do you have any light to shed on women needing calcium more? No, I didn't know that at all. Um, okay. I didn't think so. so but I, I mean, it, it might be true. I'm not saying it's not true. There's probably plenty of things that I don't know about. There's, I mean, yeah, maybe. But it's yeah, nothing it, that I personally have noticed. I mean, obviously, I'm not pregnant. So <laughs> it's nothing that I've really thought about. Um, I, had, I had heard of folic acid being important for pregnant women. And yeah. you, you know, I know some of the female issues involved with veganism or with running or these things just because i listen to podcasts and i read articles mm -hmm. and sometimes they're from, written by women and then i get the female perspective so I, I was surprised because i'd never heard an issue regarding calcium the obvious thing with calcium is well it's dairy it's milk it you know strong bones drink your milk all that stuff that we're raised on that was my big issue but uh, but it's in oat milk, soy milk as well. So if you drink oat milk, soy milk as much as you did dairy milk, then yeah, cows. yeah, there are like certain things that you you get just better in general. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I was going to say like stomach health, but I don't really just in what's the yeah. word I'm trying to find? Microbiome. Maybe yeah. Just um, bacteria. I was thinking more uh, like digestive health, like your okay. digestive health in general is like, just tends to be better. Um, yeah, just, I mean, any, anything to do with like throat and lungs as well tends to be badly affected by dairy. Really? But, yeah. You know, if you have like a, um, like a bad chest or a sore throat or anything like that, dairy, cause it's really like, Flemmy and just sticky yeah yeah you you reminded me when i worked in a supermarket in when i was 19 or 20 i was just going vegetarian and i wasn't vegan wasn't even a thing i, I actually really enjoyed drinking cow's milk as a kid mm -hmm. and on my lunch break from this place i would get a sandwich and like a small carton of milk what i don't know what size it was but the smallest one available and i would have that on my break i was i thought it was really good and better than coca-cola or whatever but there was one day I was a bit sick in work, which now seems crazy to go into work with any symptoms, but I just had a bit of a cold and it was a supermarket. Like I, I was fine. Um, but I went on my break and the girl I was working with on the day said, are you drinking milk? You have a cold? Like, yeah. So, and I, I didn't realize what the connection was. And then I came back afterwards feeling like, Oh yeah, you were right. This, this is not going down well at all. It's not sitting very well. So clearly there is something in that. Yeah, if you have any kind of infections as well, you're not supposed to drink milk. It's almost as if you're just not supposed to drink. Now, we're, I'm going to get very <laughs> like preachy vegan now, but you're not supposed to drink the the produce of another species. You know, milk is made by a mother cow for her baby calf to grow up into this giant cow. It's not for us, both really ethi weird. ethically and just nutritionally. It's we're not. It's not right for us. The funny thing is, I think if like any of our friends were pregnant and had breast milk and I was like, oh, do you mind if I have some of that? They'd be like, oh, 
Right. <laughs> no. did, did you hear on, on the news years ago, I don't know if it's still the case, but there was an ice cream parlor in London that sold a breast milk ice cream? Yeah. And that got, that went viral. This was over a decade ago now, maybe. But yeah, people that. were repulsed. Some people were, oh, yeah, I'd try it out of curiosity because there's always those people. Most were, oh, that's disgusting. But that's a human I, I see when I'm looking down the list here, there is a further one called what is wrong with eating dairy products. I think we've stepped into that one as well. <laughs> so we can, we can lump those two together, but to go away from dairy and back to calcium, I'll say the same again. I don't know the issues with like any female issues with regarding a lack of calcium. If you're re- concerned at all, please Google it. There are far smarter resources than me on the internet. I'll give a specific shout out to nutri- nutritionfacts.org which is by Dr. Michael Greger. Do you know Michael Greger? Nope, I don't think so. He's brilliant. He's a little bit kooky to to see him give talks and stuff, but he's like a legit nutritionist, researcher, doctor, and he has his whole team, and they research anything, like any new trend, in new superfood, new thing. They will do the research. They will go into the, the, the studies and like d- pull out the data. And if I have any vegan question on anything, I will nutrition facts and then calcium or whatever i'll search that and that puts me at ease so if you're concerned in any way just go for that with calcium i know it's in leafy greens i know uh nuts and seeds i believe are great sources of calcium as well but a bit like the protein thing for me like i don't know really where i get my calcium and ma'am if you're listening again i'm saying it again i'm sorry but i'm feeling fine and i have never had any lack of never had a calcium deficiency and I haven't eaten dairy in five years. So it's everywhere else in small doses and eat enough, eat enough variety. You'll be fine. Definitely getting it from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel the same. Do you drink a lot of milk in general? No, not, not anymore. That's the funny thing. I used to drink a lot of cow's milk in my teens and now I I have it in smoothies sometimes, or if I'm making a sauce that needs to be a bit more creamy, I don't drink plant milks, you know, from the glass at all, pure. And yeah, I, I rarely get through them. Do you, Do you have cereal? No, no, not really. Occasionally, if I'm cra- if I'm craving a cereal, I'll buy one, but and it'll finish it in two or three days. But that's once a month, if even. Maybe I just don't eat it that much. Do you go through a lot of milk? Um, yeah, I tend to, yeah, probably, actually. I tend to have a bowl of cereal each day. Um, same with you, I'll put it sometimes in cooking, um, etc. Don't yeah. really drink hot drinks. Occasionally I'll make up a hot chocolate. I do, I do have milk in my tea. What the, I'm lately back into drinking tea the way you and I would, as opposed to the Dutch who have a whole variety of different teas. Black tea with a splash of milk. And I, I at the moment, I have unsweetened soy milk because it's just the cheapest, to be honest. I bought a, a thing of Oatly because Oatly have ads everywhere around here, like every billboard, every bin. Same for you? No, I, yeah, I saw your thing about it the other okay. day. Okay, yeah, I shared it. They're just, they're on the sides of buses. It's incredible. You can't avoid Oatly. And it's clearly working because I thought, okay, I'll buy some Oatly. Instead of paying 70 cent, I'll pay two euro. And if it's really good, I'll keep it up. But I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Aldi do a really good oat milk, so I'm happy with that as well. But, um, but Oatly do uh, skimmed, they do skimmed milk. So if you are trying to sort of 
watch your calorie intake and you tend to drink a lot of tea. I don't oh, particularly. Okay. But if sometimes people drink a lot of their calories in tea because they add milk and sugar to it. Mm. Um, so if you get like a, a skimmed milk, you can get whole semi and skimmed in oat milk like you could with cow's milk, whereas you can't often do that with milk alternatives. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's true in the yeah. UK anyway. They don't have that over here, but then again, we're getting new products in all the time. So the UK is just a step ahead of most of Europe in these cases. They don't have what? Uh, skimmed oat milk. Oh, I thought you meant they don't do skimmed semi and whole regular oh, milk. Like- I, don't, I don't know. I think they do. They certainly have a few varieties of milk. But yeah, as you can imagine, I don't hang around the dairy all much these days. Okay. And that's that's part of the thing. Going back to my mother, she just didn't like dairy products. Not lactose intolerance, just we didn't have cheese or had milk growing up in the house. But that was because we loved it and we had cereal every morning. Otherwise cheese butter dairy that that wasn't in our food it wasn't a thing we had very often so yeah I, it's not a thing i worry about these days but yeah i think we've we've covered calcium and dairy in general quite a bit there more dairy than calcium good good the next one is so we've done protein we've done iron we've done calcium the next nutrition one is b12 and this is the one where if anybody asks me about where do you get your protein, I dismiss them or I politely answer as best I can, depending on my mood on the day. But clearly that's not a real problem. The, the hospitals are not full of people with protein deficiency. But B12, if someone asks me about where do I get my B12, I think, oh, okay, this person's sincere. They're, this is worth a response because vitamin B12 is for all intents and purposes the one clear nutrients that you cannot get from plants that is abundant in animal foods but not in plant foods did you know much about b12 when you were trans transitioning to veganism um no i had heard about a bit from um from my friends i i do have one friend who is insistent on that you should never take any supplements of any kind you just need to eat properly um sometimes that's just not convenient for me personally and i'll be like you know if i can I mean, B12 is usually in your milk as well. Um, yeah. So that is really helpful. So if you're going to have your cereal every morning, you get in your calcium, you get in your B12. But um, yeah, I wasn't really aware of it that much. I can't even remember when I did become aware of it, but I do have I do have a supplement somewhere. Um, I have my multivitamins, B12, calcium, iron, etc. But I don't, okay. I don't take them every day. Right, just generally to whenever you remind yourself to... to... To hedge your bets, almost? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know what it was that I was taking, but something was making me quite unwell. Um, mm. So, like, the combination was, so I started, like, cutting one out and just seeing if it right. was fine then, or, yeah, so, but I was also taking biotin, and I think it was probably that. What's biotin? Um, it's like a hair, skin, and nails supplement. Okay. Um, hair, teeth, and nails? Hair, skin, and nails? Right, uh, okay. For me... Biotin. The only supplement I take is B12. And I, t- I, f- I have these ones that are a timed release. So the, the dose in each pill, it's pill form, is is significant. But seemingly the way it's made, it will slowly digest, it slowly release through your bloodstream and all that. B12 was one I'd known about years before I went vegan, but only because my dad got a B12 deficiency um, probably over a decade ago. Which is the funny thing because he, he's been healthy, you know, generally healthy all his life, but a meat eater, uh, you know, a full omnivore, 
like dairy, meat, the whole thing. He's he certainly now he's vegan, but he he wasn't, and he had never had any plans to be, and yet still got a B twelve deficiency. So there are people who ask, but did you know you can't be vegan because you can't get B twelve from your food? My well, my dad didn't either. I mean, he was eating meat and drinking milk and doing all that stuff. Again, the the very basic scientific knowledge that I have is that B twelve is actually again from the soil, and cows or whatever animals eat the eat the grass and get the soil and that's where they're where they get the, the b12 from and then they are the middleman basically so that humans drink their milk or eat their flesh and murder them <laughs> let's get vegan about it and then get get that b12 from the soil through the cow basically but mm-hmm. the problem these days from what i've heard is that soil degeneration is such a problem and they're so like battery farming cows are not eating grass from the soil growing in the fresh green fields anymore they're eating corn and soy feed or whatever eating chemicals so there's just not as much b12 in the meat as there would no. be and your your friend who said she doesn't or they don't like to take supplements could be a legitimate um case to make if you were living in like the hawaiian mountains or somewhere away from civilization where it hasn't been the soil hasn't been drained of all its nutrients. If you're growing your own food, they call it like dirty food, you know, where you, you pull the potatoes out of the ground, there's still a bit of soil on them. You don't wash them because that will remove all the goodness. The reason we wash all this stuff is because we spray everything in pesticides and chemicals and crap. And I don't want to get too anti-chemicals and organic stuff. That's, that's a different argument entirely. But the soil doesn't have a lot of B12 now, whether you're a meat eater or a plant-based eater. And so... I think a B12 supplement is good to hedge your bets. Or like you said, if you eat a lot of uh, replacements, milks and meats, it's supplemented in there. It's fortified with it. I don't typically eat a lot of that, or at least I don't want my main source of B12 to be from that, whether I do or don't. So I take a supplement twice a week. Uh, On top of that, I'm drinking milks and eating stuff that's got it in it. And that seems to do, I, I haven't measured my B12 lately, but based on the symptoms of a lack of B12 that I've heard about, I don't have any and I feel good. So I think I'm good on that one. I take that to mean the rest of it's pretty good too. Because when I went vegetarian first, that was the only health issue I had is that I was 20 and in university, I was eating like crap, but I had an iron deficiency at the time and I had to take supplements for a while changed my diet, learned about nutrition. And since then, I've been good, I think. So the next one on the list here, we've covered a few so far. The next one was what is wrong with eating dairy products. I think we covered that pretty clearly, unless you want to add anything else to it. What is wrong with it? Yeah. So there was a calcium yeah. question. Now it's dairy. And we, we lumped the two together pretty well. We did, yeah. I mean, we didn't really go go in on the, the animal situation, but... Well, we, we can do that if you want to share your thoughts. I mean, we kind of did, didn't we? It was just not, it's just not our milk. Like. But, yeah. And the, the, the thing that is both so obvious and yet went right over my head was that just like we are mammals, cows are mammals, just like humans, the cow, uh, a mother cow, is, what's the name for a female cow? Is it a, a heifer? Or a no, heifer? It's a baby. Ba- bullock? Anyway, farmers will know. A cow, a cow and a bull. Okay, so yeah, a cow will, like a human female, will only produce milk when they're pregnant, and when they, sorry, when they when they've given birth. It's so basic biology, 
and yet I, I never it never draw, dawned on me. You just think oh, cows produce milk. They get milked every morning. They enjoy it because they run into the milk thing and get hooked up to the machines. And like no, they don't. They need it because modern engineering has made them that their udders are like full to bursting in an unhealthy way. And it's a bit like if if you have a full bladder and the relief of going to the toilet. Yeah, of course you're going to look like you enjoy it. But in order to get the like mass production level of milk that we do, you have to artificially inseminate the baby that uh, naturally comes as a result. The calf is immediately removed and the mother is put to work as a milk machine. That's essentially it. And that's a horrible existence for any living sentient being. So that, that covers it, I think. Do you want, do you want to elaborate? Do you have anything for that? No, it's just sad. I was doing a sad face. It is sad. It's sad. Baby cows, poor mom being separated. Like they are. They do have those thoughts and feelings. Maybe not quite as, we don't even know. What if they do have those thoughts and feelings? Yeah, they don't speak our language, but that's not, of course, you know, you, you look at your dog or cat or bunny rabbit in your case, they, you can hurt their feelings and they can show it in their own way. And with cows, of course, it's going to be the same thing, if not more, because they're bigger and more advanced. Mm-hmm. And I've heard stories of people who live near dairy farms of like the screams of mothers that have had their newborns taken away from them, their cries of anguish. It doesn't matter what language you speak. You know if an animal is suffering, whether it's physically or emotionally. It, yeah. It's in our it's in our DNA. Take our offspring away from us. It's not good for the population, you know, the growth of our species. So it's not, we have a bond with them and seemingly mother cows just you know, will suffer as a result of their offspring being taken away, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the, the industry is, is not, not good in that way. You know, when people are always like, if you did have cow, your own cow. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if I had my own cow, and then she got pregnant, and then it was like, I, I don't know how, how long cows are pregnant. If say, for example, if it was nine months, nine nine months of baby, and then however long after that they then breastfeed for, then the cow would be drinking that milk. And yeah, I don't. What, at what point would I be drinking the milk? I don't. So I don't, first of all, <laughs> I want you to hold that thought till the end because the last thing on the list is the ridiculous what ifs that we get as vegans because that's just what happens but we'll get there later one fact that i is is almost related but i'm going to put it in because i just love it i heard it on a podcast once that 100 years ago a cheeseburger was impossible and that made me think like, huh? what do you mean you couldn't get a cheeseburger back then because the cheeseburger and standard one from mcdonald's is bread cheese tomato pickles beef sauce whatever and another slice of bread the, the food systems in place in the world couldn't get all of that stuff fresh together. You couldn't bake the bread. You couldn't grow the tomatoes, milk the cow, churn the or whatever, make the cheese. You couldn't get all of that in time in one go so that you could build a cheeseburger. That's such a modern thing. So like you said, it's to have a cow in your back garden to use it for milk. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice cutesy farmyard, old-fashioned idea. But it's just not practical because imagine using a, a, a human female for her milk like that's there are quicker ways to get milk you know oats soy it, it, it can be done a lot better yeah i've heard that people actually i've never actually done it because laziness but people make their own oat milk and it's really not that hard apparently my friends did it uh here and they said yeah it's it's a bit of a 
a mess in terms of like cleaning up and stuff because there's just a lot of squeezing and filtering through cloths and everything. But if yeah. all it is is oats, water, and ironically, a cheesecloth. Isn't that what they call it? Yeah, to like cloth uh, that it can seep through. Yeah. Oat milk is apparently the easiest one to make, but seemingly all the milks are can be, or a lot of the plant-based milks can be done at home. I don't have a, a ready supply of coconuts, but the likes of soy or almond or oat milk are very easy to do at home and probably better as most things are when you make them. So yeah, for me, it's just the, the storage. They come in such nice storage facilities. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. They come in a nice square carton. It it's recycles afterwards. You keep it in your cupboard. And then once it's open, you keep it in the fridge. Everything is just easy. <laughs> I'd like to get away from that carton get towards zero waste over the years but it's the same thing it's my new version of veganism 10 years ago where it was like oh one day i'd love to do it maybe and then gradually over the years it happened so i think i'm getting that way now with waste it's very early days but i'd like to reduce all my single use packaging but that's a topic for another day so you there we talked earlier about the possible probable health downsides to dairy and then quite justifiably talked about the emotional human animal rights aspects to dairy. So yeah, it's, and when, when there's something so bad for you and bad for animals and bad for the planet in terms of water and land usage, and then something so easily replaceable, that's almost as cheap now, if not cheaper in some cases, convenient, tasty and plant-based milks. Everyone has their own preference. And i I like almond milk in my coffee, but I like soy milk in my tea and different things like that. You'll work it out on your own. So if you try one, you don't love it, you'll get to another one and that might be the one for you. But it seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's just me, but I don't care. If someone says, what milk do you want? I don't. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have a preference. Tea, coffee, hot chocolate, whatever. Just stick some milk in it. It's yeah. alternative milk, in quotes. I'm not, not bothered. <laughs> nice. It is. You know, at, at the end of the day, like I know you were saying, it's not an extreme thing. Obviously, to some people, it is an extreme thing. Um, it is not. I mean, from when you were first transitioning into it, it's not necessarily always easy. Nope. Um, if you can do it, ninety-nine percent. If you can do it, eighty percent. Great. You're still making so much difference. If you can be vegetarian, but mostly, you know, make some alternative changes. Great. Um. Just not going to, I'm not really in the business of judging people for trying. So, I like that phrase. Yeah. I'm going to try and cap that and uh, put it to the start of this whole thing. Just that one opening line and then we'll start the podcast. Okay. <laughs> That's the way Rich Roll does it. He, he has a cool podcast. I've, I've thought about doing it myself. But nice. who knows? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you though. It's it's very important to be forgiving of people. Everyone's on their own journey. I'm. We've all... It, any vegan, and I mean almost any, if you're pretending otherwise, you're pretending, you're lying. I know we've all slipped up, knowingly or otherwise. I have eaten animal products in the last five years, sometimes yeah. with weakness, sometimes with laziness, sometimes hunger, sometimes ignorance, very rarely. And I don't beat myself up about it because it's that's you can be a perfect vegan for one year and be miserable and tired and cynical, or you can be as best you can to your own level for your life and save so many more animals. And as a result, and that's where I, I kind of fall on this thing. I, I use my gut and 99.9% .9 of the time, that's 
plant-based vegan is the best for me, for animals, for the earth, for everything. But you know, we should all be doing a lot of things, drinking a certain amount of water every day, sleeping eight hours a night, all these things that we just don't do, even though we know we should. And I think you can, yeah. you can let yourself go a little bit. You can go easy on yourself. Yeah, oh, exactly. And you know what? I always find the people who are going to be like, have you, yeah, but have you had enough calcium, protein, etc.? Are you getting all the nutrients you should? I'm like, well, are you? Like, do you really <laughs> pay that much attention to all your things as well? All right. You've gone there, so I have to say it. It's especially with family members. And I had this in when I would return to Ireland. I left Ireland as vegetarian and then sometime in Germany I turned vegan and they thought, oh, Stephen's lost it now. He's been infected by whatever and it's he's gone off his rocker like it's just it's such a dumb decision and i would come back and the people who would tell me you're looking very skinny or i don't think it's very healthy for you in most cases you don't want to say it you don't say it but you like have you looked at yourself um i've just run a marathon you're overweight and you know going to the hospital twice a week but please tell me how i'm the one that's eating unhealthy food then you're yeah. gonna, then you're going to be a dick, and then you're one of those arrogant vegans who nobody likes. So it's a fine line. It is a fine line. No, and I mean the the thing is with my um, I mean I'm not saying anything bad about my mum. All I'm saying is when I was a kid, I didn't eat any vegetables at all. Um, went to uni, sort of branched out a little bit, became vegan. Now I'll eat any vegetable. And I'm still like, you getting your protein, you getting your calcium, and I'm like, well probably but i'm also getting a whole host of stuff that i didn't used to get so you know it's not something i've i want to put in here too much because it's more niche and again i shared a, a, a thing on online a few days ago where people worry about superfoods and the new trends and their super like niche issues about where best to get this protein from or which is the best source of this thing like forget it just first of all eat good food like eat whole food, plant-based, then in a year or so, you can tailor it to what your needs are and worry about perfecting the finer details of taking spirulina, for example. You can live your whole life without taking a spirulina. You'll be fine if you eat healthy. So don't like bog yourself down in the details. Just eat good, healthy food in a, some, in a decent variety and you'll be fine. Yeah, no, I agree. And I definitely eat better now than I ever did when I, before I was vegan. Yeah, me too. And I, I was going to go on about eggs a bit more, especially the free range thing, but it's very similar to the dairy conversation we had. If you're occasionally plucking an egg out of the garden from your household chickens, whatever, lovely. But that's almost never the case. Basically, you're getting them from a factory farm. And even if they're free range, that is almost certainly just a marketing term so they can put 50p extra on their eggs and nothing changes. They, they don't get outside. There's no quaint little farm where the chickens are walking around playing with the ducks and, you know, eating grass. It's, it's bullshit, basically. Yeah. I mean, you could very slightly make it a little bit better and go to like a, you know, a local farm and you can maybe see the chickens or whatever. Maybe that'll make you feel better. Maybe that is better. Um, but in general, I actually only really learned about, um, you know like conditions from um the the chick peeps podcast when they were do you remember that one when they're talking about eggs um, um no i don't think i listened no well um they had one where they talked about basically they'd um the guest had been in 
and looked at the different conditions of the um you know the chickens what they call free range what they call cage right. it's essentially the same thing instead yeah. of having like 10 chickens in a big cage you have three chickens in a smaller cage and they're like look more space not really so yeah it doesn't really make a whole lot of difference they also talked about the uh, a lot of people are like chickens are dumb which really bugs me but it's irrelevant as if that makes it fine too (laughs) i'm like oh so if you see a dumb human are you like oh well they're dumb so it doesn't matter (laughs) Mm, probably not um you know you wouldn't really call a person dumb but you know, if if you were, you still wouldn't be like, oh, probably eat them because they're dumb. <laughs> yeah, um, but they come from like, I can't remember what it's called, but it was like a rainforest bird that um, they were supposed to live in like groups and they're, they're like herd animals, basically. And oh, that's the origin of the chicken. Yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. where they came from. And we sort of, dom- not domesticated it. What do we call it? Bred it. Like... Um- almost so. manufactured basically pretty much yeah um yeah look at a chicken 100 years ago it did, that's not what we have now no exactly and yeah i just don't think they're as dumb as as they make out no and regardless they they feel pain they will scream yeah. if you pluck their feathers or whatever and that's that's enough uh, you and i are both animal it's if it's not clear already you and i are both vegan for the animals first and foremost health environment is all lovely bonuses and we they're they're important but we both firmly believe animals are not ours to use abuse eat any of that so pretty simple you know the on a slight side side note um i heard a great phrase from one of the vegan podcasts i I listened to the question was being asked about plants feeling pain and i'm we're getting a bit niche in vegan things which is not what i wanted but some people say well i heard plants feel pain they have sensory nervous system whatever and the guy on the other said other end of the line just said well i've heard cows screaming louder than carrots and that's it that's all you need yeah. until we know carrots feel pain we'll cross that bridge when we get to it you try to kill a cow he will put up a fight and that's it what more do you need i'm not i'm not responsible for any of that and that's the way i want to live my life yeah but um not responsible for it thing is also something that i i don't know if this is on your list but when people say stuff like you know, you're not actually making any difference. That's, That's not on my list, but no, good. Let's go there. Okay. Yeah. When people are like, you know, just you doing it won't make any difference. I'm like, well, maybe yeah. you should join in then. But also, <laughs> also, I I know that I'm not responsible for it. So then people go both ways though. And this is turning into more of a, like a vegan grievances thing, which I wanted to be the end of the podcast, you know, the, the little comedy things. But on that point, people will either say, oh, well, one person's not going to make a difference, so what's the point? And then also say, but if everybody went vegan tomorrow, the economy would collapse and, you know, things would go crazy. And yes, it's not either one. You know, yes, I'm not going to change the world by my one lack of choosing to eat chicken. But I know already in my life, I've turned people vegan. I've turned people vegetarian. I've reduced the amount of animals being eaten and, you know, in the world and no not everybody's going to go vegan tomorrow it's i i'd like everybody to be to be vegan and on the to be an optimist even if it happens it'll happen in 10 20 50 years not tomorrow so it's the same people who argue both dumb sides like the, the answer is always in the middle yeah no i agree 
something to argue with you about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's it's it's um, reflective of a deeper problem. If that's uh, the level that the argument has gotten to, it's it's over for everybody. There's no winner or loser. Yeah. So uh, cover the bit about the uh, ethics and animals and supplements. The next question is a nice little refresher, a nice little alternative one. Does vegan food taste good? And I want to I want to go into this with a meme I saw. Probably several people have seen it as well. Several years ago now, which was there was a photo from a supermarket in America, and it was clearly like a hurricane was approaching, and the the, the whole supermarket had the shelves had all been emptied, the way we have been familiar with in the last few months. But the whole health food bit, you know, they're, they're free from dairy alternatives, gluten-free breads and all that. That bit was still full. And the caption was, even in a, an emergency, nobody wants to eat vegan food. And I get the joke. It's funny. Yeah, because everything else is gone and there's all the vegan mark stuff. But that's like vegan honey and coconut milk and, you know, spirulina. It's not bread and beans and rice and pasta all the basics so vegetables yeah so like <laughs> does, but can vegan food be enjoyable can it have variety or is it all salads and plants salads and plants are also tasty food <laughs> right, but you, you said to yourself that when you were a kid you didn't love vegetables and now you do so like talk to that girl you know you're, you're only going to eat plants for the rest of your life well, it's just not true, though, is it? Like, I suppose it is. Everything comes from plants. Yeah. But you don't feel like you're eating plants. When you're eating pasta, you're not like, this tastes like wheat. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not picking <laughs> leaves from between your teeth. No, exactly. Like, uh, bread as well. You're just not thinking this is from... I don't know what bread's made from. Wheat! No, yeah. it's made from wheat. I do know what bread's made from. Same as pasta. Uh, worked in a bakery, just... <laughs> it's been a long day, um how embarrassing but uh, go <laughs> yeah, um, yeah but you just you don't feel like you're eating plants all the time also i do think your taste changed to an extent massively um yeah definitely um someone actually said to me at work the other day oh i hate vegan food and i was like what what does that even mean what are you talking about like you start eating i can't even remember what she was eating actually she was eating actually avocado on toast <laughs> and i was like you can't get much more vegan than smashed avocado, as they say. I know. I mean, she might have had a poached egg on top of it. I'm not sure. She might have had butter on her toast. But either way, yeah. she was eating avocado on toast. I've I've seen that as a new trend. And maybe I'd, li- I'd like it if I wasn't vegan. But avocado is almost entirely fat. And healthy fats, good fat, natural, all that stuff. But so is egg. If you're having avocado and egg on toast with butter, that's a bomb right there. Well, hey, yeah, I, I, carbs. yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe it's, it's it's good i don't know i really like um tomatoes on toast tin tomatoes on toast fresh mm. tomatoes on toast any of those things so that's something i don't do enough because when i have when i've done it it's like this is the easiest and most delicious thing in the world why don't i have it every day toast some bread like ideally some nice sourdough or ciabatta but any bread and chop up a tomato rub some garlic on it and balsamic vinegar or olive oil if you're feeling really fancy but like that's it with garlic yeah. oil tomato bread and it's so good like that's a spanish breakfast it's quite handy in spain because they have a few things that are just default vegan and you don't have to worry about 
asking you just order this and you know it's going to be tomato and garlic on toast with some orange juice and you're sorted and yeah it that tastes really good and that's an authentic spanish dish calling it a dish is a bit hard but it's <laughs> it's a meal it's it's food it's a serving of thing and it's delicious so of course vegan food can be good i know it seems like such a strange thing to say oh, i hate vegan food yeah what? i hear it though you you do hear it because they think of they tried uh vegan cheese once and it was a cheap crappy one or they had a vegan sausage when beside a real sausage and it didn't taste the same then no it doesn't but <laughs> first of all most people are eating too much processed foods and so the amount of salt and chemicals and artificial flavoring and all that is like through the roof so our taste buds don't know what food should really taste like which sounds very arrogant i know and i'm not much better i'm still eating too much processed food but i try my best and even still like i buy vegan uh, wings or like i don't know what's your favorite favorite fake meats or favorite ve- veggie versions of real things they're pretty good you know <laughs> even if they're full of salt and all that like the rest of the stuff but they're vegan versions yeah, my favourite at the moment is, I don't even know if they have it over there, but This Isn't Chicken. Mm, I don't oh, think so. This Isn't Chicken is fantastic. Um, and also, lots of the time, stuff like that comes in plastic packaging. This mm-hmm. doesn't, comes in cardboard packaging. Nice. Really, really good, fully recyclable, excellent. Um, tastes so good. I just had a stir fry, so I just had like... And is it um, chicken, chicken pieces? Yeah. I'm not really into chicken pieces in general. Usually they're a little bit rubbery, a little bit sometimes cardboardy, sometimes just a bit unpleasant in general. Yeah. Um, but these are really good, and they're like salt and pepper flavored. Ooh. Um, it was really good. Nice. And teriyaki sauce. Another thing, so you've got all the like range of vegan meats and cheeses and milks and junk food, and that's lovely. Like there's a place called the Vegan Junk Food Bar here in Amsterdam, which you will be going to with me when you make it over. This wonderful post-covid trip you're gonna make (laughs) that is like unhealthy as hell but delicious so you of course you can get that but when you start to remove food from your place so when people think about vegan they it's so it's immediately negative connotations no cheese no meat no this no so removing everything and if you hear it that way then you think yeah what's left just the, that, the, the little like fruit and veg section in the grocery store that that's all I've got to choose from and okay even if you want to say yes that's all you've got to choose from you're ignoring all the lovely new vegan stuff we have but yeah that's all you got suddenly you notice oh I've never cooked artichoke before or like you can get ginger in a root not just ginger powder in a little tub and Pick your example. I don't know. There's so many. Suddenly you realize, damn, there is loads of variety of food out there. And before I was eating such a limited version. Like I, for me personally, my range of foods that I'm eating has massively expanded since I went vegan, not retracted. Yes, I took a few big things out of my diet. But as a result, I've suddenly opened up my world to so many different types of cuisine and so many other types of foods that I'd never known before which automatically makes it more delicious and more interesting and more fun. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. As, like, as I've said, I have massively added foods in, um, tried veg that I would never have tried, tried doing things with veg that I would never have. Sounded really weird. But, no, no, you're right, um, you're right. Yeah, like, you know, you, you just do. Like you said with your cauliflower wings, like 
you would not you would never really have got cauliflower and been like this needs barbecue sauce <laughs> but it's good <laughs> fact, uh, i've i've eaten a, a brownie a chocolate brownie made out of sweet pea and black beans or sorry, not sweet pea sweet potato and black beans mm. I know it sounds mad but the sweet potato is for the texture so when you like put one in the oven for 40 minutes it's that puree almost like it's a bit like toothpaste the way you squeeze it out of the skin mm-hmm. and then black beans are for like texture and binding and a bit of weight a bit of substance to it then you add all the flour and chocolate and sugar and everything else but you can who knew you could make a you know delicious chocolate brownie out of sweet potato and black beans that's the sort of fun little discoveries you make when you go vegan and start to see all these new opportunities yeah, um, over lockdown, Andy's mum made courgette cake. And um, at first I was like, that's weird. And she was like, well, you eat carrot cake. And I was like, all right, yeah, yeah fine. <laughs> You're not wrong. It, it was really tasty. She made that vegan as well, and that was very good. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're in agreement here. And I know this might sound a bit echo chamber-y. Like, what do you think about this? Yeah, me too. But that that's just my worry. Uh, people are going to hear it. They can take it whatever way they want to. I, I'd like to think we're ticking all the big boxes here of what 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 the big questions are. One that I the next one moving on that I don't get very often from people because they don't think about it, but then I will have to bring up because I didn't think about it is honey. The issue of honey is honey vegan. And the way I talked about freegans earlier, as in a little spin-off of vegans, have you heard of vegans? No, is that vegans that eat honey? Vegans that eat honey become vegans. And the, yeah, you can argue quite rightly that that doesn't make them vegan, but honey is another one of those gray areas. So for me, just to go on a little bit further, that's the only, one of the only things that I will give on, like, I'll go on then. Like, if you made me some green tea and there's honey in it and you didn't realize you just gave it to me, that's my, f- fine, I'll drink it, no problem. I don't buy honey, I don't use honey, but if it's given to me in something that they don't realize, fine. For me, that's where I draw the line, and that's okay. Is honey vegan? No, but does that stop me? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really think I eat honey very much before. I can't think of a time that I would eat honey. Uh, you know, my mum always has honey on toast. No. Um, so just not. A, it wasn't a thing in my world growing up. No, me neither, really. It wasn't anything that I would... But I have tried it somewhere in between growing growing up becoming vegan tried it and thought it's actually quite nice those early adult years when you figure out like your parents only bought the same things in the supermarket every week and you're as a 12 year old you're looking around what about everything else and then you're 19 and you try everything else and you realize oh okay it's not all yeah now i see why they only bought those (laughs) yeah exactly um but like sweet things like that in general i don't really don't really like anyway i don't like jam or Oh. anything like that anyway don't know why but um anything that i would have used honey in i would just use golden syrup and it's all maple syrup or maple syrup on pancakes maple yeah. syrup on bacon on bacon? maple syrup on parsnips Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't had parsnips in ages just or sprouts it, maple it, syrup it, on sprouts really oh yeah how does that work? Oh, you know what I, I had the other day? I went to, uh, I was walking around a market a few, probably more than a few weeks ago now, um, but they had like, um, um, what do you call it? Like maple syrup 
jalapenos. Ooh, okay. Like a whole pepper dipped in maple syrup? Slices of it to, so that they could like put it on a little stick and hand it out to people that walked past to sell their maple syrup that they were selling. Oh, it was nice. Give it a go. I'm curious about that. So, but that leads to the, a bit like what we were talking about with milk earlier, that you don't have to have honey because there's just so many other alternatives. Golden syrup. I don't know if they have golden syrup over here, but again, it's just, there's a million liquid sweeteners out there. Agave is another common one, which is fine. You know, agave. Expensive though. Expensive. Yeah. It is used in a lot of cocktails. That was the reason I last bought it, bought it because it's like a tequila and other cocktail thing. But yeah, there are maple syrup. I, I use date syrup now, which you can find over here. And I think oh. the re- the reason honey is a thing for me now is because I spent three years in Germany and now four years plus in the Netherlands. And they don't have milk in their tea so much, but they will have honey in their tea or lemon juice in their tea. You might you quicker get that served in a little bowl beside your teapot in a cafe than milk the way you would in, in the UK or Ireland. So it's more of a thing here, but go to a shop and in the honey section, you look to the right or left or whatever, and there will always be other things there. And it's just a liquid sweetener for your tea, for your baking, for your cocktails, for whatever. So there is a, a lot of alternative alternatives out there. Yeah. Um, I think the, like you said, if it's in something, then you'll be like, ah, um, occasionally. Um, mine is sometimes, you know, if you buy sweets and, you know, especially if sometimes in the office someone will buy sweets like for everyone, mm-hmm. um, and they'll be like vegetarian, no gelatin in, um, no dairy in, nothing like that. And I'll be like, oh great, eat them. Look at it in the back; it'll say something like, uh, you know, like beeswax or like. Okay. That's why I'm always like, because oh. everything can, has that in. <laughs> they can trip you up. There's another meme i'm I'm referencing all the memes tonight but it's just a a broccoli like a stalk of broccoli in a supermarket and it zooms in to the tiniest level and then right there in tiny writing it said ingredients milk powder it is one of those examples (laughs) milk powder especially frustrating but somehow they can throw animal products into everything which is part of the efficiency of the system and efficiency is a complimentary word but it's cruel, it's inhumane, it's in, it's uh, dirty, and it's you know terrible in many more ways. But they do yeah. use everything, and that's a problem because it includes melting down bones of horses to make gelatin to put in your little cute Haribo sweets. Yeah, you're eating horses' bones, not cute. <laughs> uh, or also like bees, <laughs> they 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 will use absolutely everything possible and put it into anything whether it's needed or not because it's just all the one system it's big food corporations that want to help each other out and make make their profits as much as possible but that includes how suddenly you have something which doesn't need to be with an animal product at all but they will throw it in and yeah you do your best but you won't have that problem if you're just eating a tomato or broccoli but yeah if you're eating like sweets or something that somebody brought, that's your own issue. But you know, it's all part of the fun. It's a learning experience. It's how life should be. I know, and that is a like I've recently gone back into the office, and there's only about sort of six between six and eight of us in the office. Out of there was originally like sort of between forty and fifty. That must um, be. Yeah, so it's quite nice, really. It's very like um, you know, it's nice. You can talk to fewer people. It's 
any like oh sorry i'll just <laughs> smack the mic um <laughs> so people will be like do you want to try some of this i got i got some of these if anyone wants some and you're like no it's got milk in they're like crisps crisps have got milk in you're yeah. like yeah <laughs> i found it pringles I found that they brought a new type of crisps over here, maybe in, in the UK as well, but it's like Lay's, so Walker's for you, but Lay's extra strength or whatever, like big, they're called, it's on the side of them it says like perfect for beer, something like that, because they're more crunchy, they're more sturdy, so you can drink them, with, I don't know, it's just a marketing thing. But it sounded really good, and one of them was good, like roasted chicken, and the funny thing was it wasn't, it, was, it, it wasn't vegan, but not because of the chicken, the chicken flavoring is all just numbers and it's all vegan chemicals. So that's fine. But it had milk powder in it. So all the chicken flavor is from plant-based sources and fine, but they still threw milk powder in there because, you know, somehow you've got to have milk with your chicken. Just, <laughs> yeah. So before you're talking about honey, uh, is honey vegan? No. Again, like everything else, draw your own lines, find where you're comfortable Honey, aside from everything else we were talking about, protein and supplements and nutrition, that's important. Honey is not needed. You can live your whole life with it or without it, wherever you find it. You're happy in medium, all good. Next one is fun and interesting. Is alcohol vegan? I'm sitting here drinking a beer right now, so what do you think? Um, I know that sometimes it's not vegan. Do I pay a lot of attention to it? Not always. Um, yep. I tried it first. If I go to Aldi, their vegan wine is quite good, so I will buy their vegan wine over any other wine. Um, the beers, I don't check. Okay, yeah. To be honest, me neither, for the most part. These days, it's getting more common for their for companies to label their products, especially drinks companies, I found, to label their products as vegan-friendly, wine, beer, other beverages. That helps because sometimes it's lovely not to have to read 52 ingredients just to see the word vegan. Oh, And that I, I will buy something for that reason. If I'm choosing between two, I'll take the one that says vegan-friendly, even if they're both vegan. Yeah. Do you know Barnivore, the website? Yeah, I was going to mention that, actually. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was about to mention that because, you know, you can type it in. It doesn't always work that well, though. Um, you're you're not talking to me, the vegan here. You're talking to people who've never heard, don't even know the word I just said. So don't get too uh, about it just yet. Oh, okay. So it's basically a website that you can type in whatever alcohol you're about to drink, and it'll tell you if it's vegan you can also sometimes type in the supermarket name and it will tell you like sort of their own brand things um and what's vegan out of that as well so i don't know if that works in different countries as well i don't really know where it's based or mm, how it yeah. works no me neither good point so yeah, yeah barnivore is barnivore it's a funny name but carnivore barn herbivore whatever b-a-o-r-n evore and it's it's that it's a database of drinks and it's not enough like you were starting to say there are some things that are just not on there and that's fine but in most cases the idea is it's i think it's color coded i haven't been on it in a while there was a time when i would just open my browser on my phone and the number one result was barnivore because you would see me standing in supermarkets looking at the shelf and looking at my phone to see what i could buy for the evening's yeah. drinks but for the most part they have all the big wines and beers and beverages in there and you'd be surprised in 
it's getting better, I think. But in some cases, your favorite drink is not vegan, which sounds crazy because it's a drink. What it's wine is grapes, beer is hops and wheat. What what's not vegan? Sometimes it's the chemicals they use. Guinness, for example, was famously not vegan or even vegetarian for a long time because they used ice in glass in the filtration process. Sounds very technical, I know, but to, to basically to filter and clean the product, they used fish bladder. So there's some guts from a fish, which makes it not even vegetarian. And we didn't know, but now they re- a couple of years ago, they changed their recipe. Guinness is not only vegetarian, but vegan friendly, and I've enjoyed it ever since. But there are little like hidden things in there, which when you dig a little deeper, you realize there are animal products involved in some way. Again, like honey, you've got to find your own happy, your own comfort level and follow your gut on that. I tried to do the same with that as in when I'm shopping myself, I'll have a look and I, I know uh, by heart now what I can drink and what I can't. It's just in- instantaneous. But you have a little look if something's vegan or not. If you're out on a night out and somebody just puts a drink in your hand, here, cheers. You drink it, fine. You know, this is our level, I think. I don't want to speak for you. That's my level, and I think that's a reasonable position to hold. When it's in your control, you do your best and only buy vegan products. And when it comes to the likes of honey and booze, each to their own. You find your own way. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, You know, if I can make a vegan choice, then I will. Alcoholize if I can't. Or, um, you know, I think sometimes I, I forget as well. I'm not like you said, you know what you can drink and what you can't drink. Like, I know that I can drink strongbow dark fruits, but not strongbow pear, something like that. Like, I don't know what it is. That's how, hard it, that's how hard it can be, folks. I don't mean to dis- discourage anyone, but if you want to do it perfectly, those can be the differences, the flavor of cider you choose for some stupid yeah. reason. I mean, my advice is just don't try and do it that perfectly like try and get there step by step like <laughs> and you figure your bit you figure the bits out in time if you drink spirits anyway you're pretty much fine um, ironically yeah it's, it's not healthy but it's vegan yeah yeah that is I mean, uh, very so it's not healthy but it's so it's usually like lower calorie than drinking a beer that's true that's true <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I love my beers, but I'm not pretending it's healthy. Not not for a second. It's vegan, but it's not healthy. Cheers. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason that I'm not drinking a beer right now, because I didn't want to add the calories onto my day. Oh, but <laughs> Friday. Friday is beer day. But um, it's it's stuff like, it's not just alcoholic drinks. It's stuff like, um, I'm actually looking at a really weird list right now that um, is all the drinks made by Coca-Cola that are, not suitable for vegetarians or vegans. Little oh. little zero. Kiora squash. What? Oh, oh wow. Dilute. Um, Indian tonic water. Tonic water. Uh, the other ones are like coffee. So coffee drinks, which is sort of more understandable. But yeah. Tonic water. I can't Whoa. have tonic water. I thought my G and T was fine. And especially with this clear liquid, there's nothing in there. It's clear. How can it be? It's just fizzy water or something wow okay okay so our next topic was eating out can you be can you go to a restaurant as a vegan can you hang out with your friends at a bar go go to a cafe or is your social life going to be affected by going vegan how, how did you experience that so you i mean people are pretty good about it like i mean i say that like they shouldn't be but they are pretty good about it yeah. regardless of regardless of that they are um 
they like most people will be like do you want to go out for food you choose the place so that you make sure there's something that you can eat i'm cool with that not many people that i know probably that aren't at least veggie would want to go to a completely vegan place mm. um there's probably a few who have either like interested in loads of different food really love veg really just enjoy vegan food in general that would probably go to an all-vegan place with me um but yeah no i've i think this is probably quite a big problem five years ago i don't know if you know that from when you started yeah so definitely, definitely. five years ago but now i think like with the veganuary thing as well that restaurants start having vegan options in january just for a month and then they're like hmm why don't we do this all the time? So a few yeah. days, a few days ago on Facebook, I saw one of the local. It's actually in like an English tea and scones place here in Harlem. It's really cute, but it was scones, and it was never somewhere I looked at as having vegan options, and I, I didn't bother. But a few days ago, they shared like their they had their first pie, their first vegan pie, and it was like sweet potato, lentil, chili thing. Mm-hmm. It looked cool, I'm like oh okay, I've been I've been meaning to check out that place. Now they have a vegan option. Let's go. And I went in and I said, hey, can I get the, the vegan pie? He said, oh, sorry, they're sold out. Like the demand was crazy. And I thought, wow, that, I, I was semi-disappointed, but more impressed. Do you ever get that where you're like, okay, I'm sad for me, but yay for vegans, you know, good for the movement. This is popular. I love it when something is more popular than people expect. Yeah, me too, yeah. But I'm sure people think, oh, well, let me do a couple of vegan options because people won't, or a couple of portions of the vegan option because yeah, people yeah. won't want it. Or have my, my ex used to work, my, my ex worked in a cafe in Amsterdam airport and she would often like someone would come and say, Hey, can I have a cappuccino? And she would say, Oh, do you want it with uh, soy milk or with cow milk? And she said, she always phrased it that way in English and in Dutch, because when you say cow milk, it sounds weird. Like if you just say milk or soy milk, do you want normal milk or soy milk? But she said, cow, do you want milk from a cow? So you have to imagine that in your head. And she said when when it was phrased like that, more often than not, people would choose soy milk because maybe you don't want to go full vegan and that's fine. That's a big step. But everyone's cool to like go to a vegan restaurant and people want to have good food and you will you will get that. So I've had very few friends of mine that are not fine with at least going to a place that I know is veggie friendly or like you said, giving you the choice of location so that to make sure that you can eat. Most people are either excited to try something themselves. Like, oh, I've been wanting to try veggie, vegan veggie food. Or they just, they're chill and they know you want to eat. So they're, they're very understanding of that. Yeah. I mean, that is reasonable to, to let you eat as well. Um, I don't know if it is just, it, I mean, it is that, but the, I was thinking about Andy as well. Like, I don't think Andy would go to an all vegan restaurant with me. Um, which is like, it's fair enough. He's, he's not really into... I, uh, is it we, we can disagree on this one but go on i mean he's not really he does like vegetables but he doesn't like all the vegetables he doesn't really like meat alternative stuff i mean i don't like tofu so i can understand not liking tofu that's the next topic actually i know I, i've just thought of <laughs> that's on the list um but uh but yeah i mean i can understand him at least being hesitant to go to an all vegan place um, especially since his main food choices are chicken and cheese or bacon and cheese or sausages and cheese. So, <laughs> you know, to them be like, we're going to go to an all vegan place. He, I think he, he probably would if I put it to him, like, 
we're going to go and try this. Here's the menu. Have a look at it. Or have a look at various menus first. Pick one of these. Yeah. But, but it's, it's a bit like saying I, I don't like vegan food. Like, what does that mean? There's You go to yeah. a vegan restaurant, there's so many options for every flavor and hunger level or whatever. If, if you were telling your boyfriend, like, we need to eat vegan all the time, there's a problem there. And if he's not... If you're dating someone who's not vegan and you want to have those sorts of demands, okay, fine. There's there are worthy, fair issues there. But like, he won't go to a, a fully vegan restaurant. Like, regardless of the ethics or the dietary choices, some of the best dishes I've ever had have been at fully vegan restaurants, and not because they're vegan or not, because you can have a lovely dish. You can just eat good food. So I don't see why anyone would restrict themselves. I mean, I've never, I'm speaking for him, I've never asked. Okay, uh, fair, yeah. <laughs> um, we were actually going to, just before, when was it? Maybe just before the, like, the tier system came in, so, like, maybe middle of September-ish. Yeah. We were going to go with, because my two best friends are, one of them's veggie, one of them's vegan. Well, two of my best friends, not my two best friends. Um, two of my best friends are veggie or vegan. Um, their boyfriends are omnis, but you know that they'll, they'll eat the, what's cooked for them, sort of thing. Um, it's of course it's the girls are veggie vegan and it's the boys are like ish. That's always how it is. Yeah, I mean they're they're not even ish really, but like um, <laughs> they yeah, want like, they want to get laid. <laughs> they want to get married. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, they are married, in fact. But um, so it's working for them. But uh, but yeah, no, like I mean, Kyle just loves nuggets, and vegan nuggets is fine by him as yeah. well. Um, <laughs> so that works. So we were going to go to a a really great place called Sanskriti in Manchester, um, or in Liverpool. There's one in both. Um, and it's actually Stockport, not Manchester, but still. Um, yeah, so, and that's veggie, but it's like an Indian curry place. So we were going to go there, and Andy was fine with it. So, you know, it's, he's not like, I'll only go to a steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you no, know. I, I wouldn't say that. And no. I, I, I was talking to you just before we started podcasting again about a friend of mine that well, I went on a trip with him to New Orleans, and to his credit, he's a very, you know, not a very macho meat eater carnivore guy. He's not that basic, but you know, he likes his meat and new Orleans is a famous Cajun meat food culture. And he wanted to try all the things on, on his list. Like he had a list that he wanted to check off and he wanted to get a taste of everything from that world famous cuisine. Okay. Fair enough. Most of it wasn't vegan. I was pleasantly surprised by all the vegan stuff. I ate very well, but on our very last day there, there was one vegan restaurant that I was yet to try because it just didn't work into our schedule. It was the where where it was in the city was a bit awkward. And he said, like, yeah, dude, let's let's go there. And that was our last meal. Like we were gonna have lunch and then head out to the airport. And we went to Carmo, which was this like Caribbean tropical cuisine place. It was so good. It's probably the best salad I've ever had. That wasn't my intention to order it. I'm not I don't only eat salads. I I don't eat enough salads actually. But it was mind-blowing. It was so filling and so delicious. And he had a great meal, too. Afterwards, it turned out we had a bit of extra time before we had to go to the airport. There was one thing left on his his list, which was a muffaletta. It's this kind of Italian-American sandwich that you can get in New Orleans with four different types of meat. And it, 
he went from a vegan restaurant to get the most meat heavy sandwich in the world. And then we flew home. So, you know, most of these people, even if they are meat lovers can adapt and are chill to, to go eat out. It, I don't want to make it all, you know, clean and easy and gloss over. You can get stuck sometimes. If you go to a pub or like a, a random cafe somewhere where it's not very trendy or modern, sometimes there. I saw something online of which was called the the vegan in a non-vegan restaurant starter kit. And it was like the options were coffee, beer, side salad, bread, and chips, like French fries. So there have been times when that's all that's on the menu and you you build a meal from what you can. I don't want to sugarcoat it completely. That can happen too. Yeah, I mean, I had to do that. I'm thinking of a time when I specifically had to do that when I went to, um, I was actually at my friend's Hindu and they were doing, it was like a spa day and they were doing bento boxes. Um, do you know what that is? I know the name, but no. So it's basically like, it's just like a box and it's got little sections in it. So you'll have like a little bit of fruit um, maybe a little bit of couscous or pasta or something like that. Maybe a, like a little wrap, like just like sort of little okay. bits of stuff. And we asked before, we booked it for my friend. It was She was getting married. Do you do vegan options? Two of us are vegan. And it was like, do you do vegan options? And they were like, definitely. We can definitely cater to that. And we are like, okay, we have two out of two out of eight are vegan. The quarter um, of the group are vegan, yeah. Yeah, and one was veggie, I think, as well. So it was like enough of us. Even one is enough. <laughs> so we turned up and we were like, they were like, oh, here's the options. Tick off what you want on the menu. And it was like coronation chicken, tuna mayo, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, oh, do you, you like, we spoke on the phone, you said that you had a, a vegan menu. And they were like, what does that mean? Oh, no. <laughs> so I basically had, um, well, they made it all fresh there. So I was like, you can definitely make something vegan. And she was like, well, yeah, but I'm making it and I don't know what that means. Okay, great. Right. <laughs> so out of these things, I like sort of went along the menu and it was like, coronation chicken with sliced peppers um, and a wrap and I was like okay well obviously don't put the chicken on it we'll have sliced peppers and a wrap we'll have the couscous but don't put the bacon on it couscous and bacon what the fuck <laughs> um but it was basically because she was making it all there couscous is was- a pre- pre- predominantly middle eastern cuisine right whereas mostly muslims who don't eat bacon anyway how yeah. what a combination uh, anyway yeah yeah um it was yeah it was weird um so basically i went through the whole menu um and you know i'd worked in kitchens as a cook as a chef whatever loads um and had had to sort of veganize things for people as also myself um so i went through and was like put this with this this with that this with this <laughs> and sort of made a, a little menu for me and the other the other two girls mm-hmm. and um you know it was like it was okay when it came out but it was because it's all cold, it was all just a bit... And the fact that you have to tell a, a cook or a chef or some professional how to veganize something, regardless of your own personal morals or your life choices, you should know how to cater for every clientele, lactose intolerant, gluten-free, whatever, all the different situations out there. Vegan is a pretty standard one. Yeah, and at the end of the day... There were people that came in and said, oh, I have, you know, when I was working at a kitchen, I mean, oh, I have a crustacean allergy, I have a um, lupin allergy, whatever. Mm-hmm. You look at your packaging and you say, 
this has got that in it you can't have it like <laughs> even yeah. stuff like i know if it's just like a bag of lettuce it won't but in that case you're probably fine anything else even yeah. couscous has got that ingredients thing on it in this country anyway i know it's different if you're going abroad and stuff but in this country that is a standard it's mm. just not that hard for her to go into the fridge and go can have this can't have this can have this clearly it was I have, I have had it the other way where, and I'm sure you have too, you go into a place and there's no vegan option on the menu, but you, you look at the options that are on the menu and you realize, oh, we can build something here. And then you'll get the people. I, I went on a walk once with my parents in Ireland and it was a really long half a day thing, like 20 kilometers, I don't know, some, some big long walk. And they finished at this, I think it was called Rosie's Tavern or Rosie's Cafe. It's finished at this cute little Irish cottage place where you had to, you went and got your lunch because you finished the walk. That was the thing. And it was so quaint and old-fashioned Irish and lovely. But as a result, I was a bit worried. Like, oh, this looks very old-fashioned. And I went in and they had nothing vegan on the menu, but I said to them, like, hey, I'm vegan. What What's the deal? Like, can we do anything here? And it was a lovely woman, waitress, or whether she ran the place, I don't know. Well, she said, oh, okay, well, uh, I'll talk to the kitchen, see what we can do. And he came. she came back and had something like a bit of paper with it writing on it. She, she didn't know, but she was told, say this. That, oh, we can make you this with peppers. And, the, the, and she read out the bit of paper and read like this sandwich salad thing. Thought, yeah, great. That sounds delicious. I'll have that, please. And periodically, so my parents ordered whatever. They weren't vegan at the time. They ordered their dishes, and I, I was waiting for that. And every now, every two minutes, you pop her head out. What about pesto? Uh, no, no, I can't have pesto. Okay, uh, this instead. Yeah, that's fine instead. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then she she got so excited by this challenge because it's it's a kitchen. It's a, uh, people who are clearly. I think it was just a husband and wife or two with two people there, and they were clearly passionate about what they do in serving people. And they had a kitchen full of fresh vegetables and you know uh, a well stocked kitchen. And they built something, and that seems it shouldn't be strange, but it it was, and it was a very pleasant surprise. And I've had those moments where you get something off menu that's better than anything that was even on the menu to begin with. Yeah, and you know what? You just want, like you said, she wasn't, she didn't know exactly what to do. She wasn't like, oh, here's our range of vegan options, but she worked with you and she tried and she got there. Yeah. Like that's all you want, really. Like. You want them to care. And I think a lot of it was to do with how I approached it as well. Not to blow my own horn, but you can be a dick about it. What do you mean? There's no vegan. Or you can help them. Like, okay, I've met a lot of people who don't know what vegan means. And I say, well, can it be no dairy, no this and no that? And I was cool about, like, I, I said it in a joking way. And like that vegan starter kit thing. I am fine with just eating chips and a, uh, some salad. If that's what it, t- if I'm hungry, it's food. That'll do. Yeah. So I said, well, yeah, that'll do fine. It's like, oh, no, we can build something more. And together you end up making it a nice experience. And that I've had that more than I've had your bento box st- a hen party story. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was a really, it was obviously a really lovely day. It was my best friend's hen party, but we then went and had like afternoon tea and they'd promised that we'd have afternoon tea, you know, like a stand, like with the, High with tea, the yeah. um, like a, a specific vegan, one of those as well. Um, and they brought one out and were like, that's the vegan one. And the girl opposite me, the one who was also vegan was like, it's not, 
and I was like, oh, maybe she's maybe she's just being paranoid because of earlier. Maybe she's just, you know. But then, like, on her side, she had, like, the butter sachets um, and then, like, a clotted cream tub as well. And I was like, you're going to serve it with, with that as well. It just, obviously, it's going to make us go, mm. So then we were like, is this definitely the vegan one? Because you brought it over and went, this one is vegan. Yeah. Um, and there was also, like, little tiny sort of square sandwiches with what looked like salmon and cream cheese on it. Um, can't that. So we were a bit like, mm, this doesn't, doesn't look vegan. Um, you you can get vegan salmon and vegan cream cheese, but probably not in a place like yeah. this when it's just a party. Uh, exactly, it was, a, it was a golf club, so I was like, mm, oh, yeah. maybe. But either way, we just wanted it sort of confirming to us, and they were like, oh yeah, no, I think it is, uh, maybe. Um, and I was like, please, could you go and speak to the kitchen, just check with them? It was it just like a young a young girl working at the golf club. She right. can't have been yeah. more than like fifteen, and I was like, can you just sort of check with the double check with the kitchen um she's vegan and also has a is lactose intolerant so this isn't you know it's sometimes it works more with people if you say that it's more of a health like a physical thing than a an opinions thing Um, i have used that before just told them i'm lactose intolerant then they take it seriously it's an option exactly um so we we did that and you know she is a bit lactose intolerant she wouldn't die but she would probably have a bit of an iffy stomach um as would we all if we ate a hell of a lot of dairy after not eating dairy for so long um so we went back and he was like oh no we've given you the wrong one sorry um and so the the manager came out and we spoke to the manager and he was like i'm really sorry about it he was very like he's a little bit like smug though and he was like i'm really sorry about it we will get it sorted and i was like okay i mean it's fine like thank you for coming over and apologizing and we just want you know this we just want some like surety as well we just want to be sure now because you've come out and been like "Mm -hmm, definitely vegan and it obviously wasn't yeah Um, it shouldn't be up to you no (laughs) and um oh no it shouldn't be up to me to go is it safe for me to eat there but (laughs) um so yeah then he went back again waited a while everyone else's food came out no vegan stuff Da, da, da. I went to speak to the manager again and was like, hi, everyone else has been fed, almost finished. We haven't still haven't had anything. And he came over and was like, oh, all the normal people have mostly eaten all their food and you've still no. not been fed. And I was like... He said normal people? He said normal people. Oh, my God. What a dick. Oh, that's when I kicked off. <laughs> fair, yeah. But when you tell me it was at a golf club, I lost all respect anyway. Because any <laughs> any golfers I've known, aside, I don't know the famous ones, but like people, guys in university who I had to spend time with who were part of the golf scene, and they were just dicks. But yeah, okay, uh, I'm judging. But this wasn't I mean, a good all, experience. All Andy's family play golf, and they're all lovely. But okay, um, right. <laughs> that's the only golfers I actually actually know. To be fair. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think in golf clubs, people tend to be a bit posh. Yeah, um, and probably not vegan. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. It's not like the main place you'd go, oh, I'm vegan, where shall I go? The golf club. <laughs> I'd <laughs> so, go to a, like an anarchist squat before I'd go to a golf club and I think I'd be fed better. <laughs> That's, um, this, yeah, is, this is good to hear because you it's getting better every year noticeably better for like food labeling and opinions about what vegans eat and like vegan options in weather spoons or i've been to places in london where it was just a regular pub 
but the owner went vegan and then slowly he turned his pub vegan and then like his business tripled. It was crazy. Like it was just a, a, a your your local village pub. Well, not a village, it was in London, but <laughs> everything on the menu was vegan and it was all at bar food that would ordinarily be non-vegan. And as a result, people like me, who I was visiting from the Netherlands at the time, but people who come out of the woodwork from all over London and will trek an hour to this place because it's got a vegan like mozzarella sticks or whatever. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's an attraction. But on the other hand, you can have moments like this. And there are times when you have to be the educated one and look up, like, realize what's on the menu and what's in the kitchen and figure it out or deal with dickheads who just don't understand it or not, not even just dickheads, but clueless people who mean well, but don't know that you can't eat cheese. For example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're going somewhere that you're really sketchy about beforehand, uh, so like yeah. fill yourself beforehand. And then if there's anything on the menu that looks nice, you can get it and snack, but you're not hungry. And so as a result, you're not you know, tempted to get the, the cheese toasty or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always have cereal bars on me just in case. That's oh. another good one. Yeah. <laughs> you never Snacking know. in the bathroom. Be like, <laughs> but I'll starve. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it sounds ludicrous, but these are the things we have to think of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Or if you just think, oh, what if I go somewhere and they don't have any snacks that I can eat? I'll take my own snacks. I've always like to load up your bag with some fruit and a, a snack bar or whatever. Never yeah. a bad, never a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So, eating out that's that done. There are no more questions whatsoever about eating. We have covered the entire topic. The next yeah. one you brought up by accident, which is. I don't like to- I don't like tofu. Well, what can you do if you don't like tofu? You can't be vegan. That's all we eat, right? It's not all I eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at all what you eat. No, I'd like to. I'd like to actually try it properly by someone who is who makes tofu regularly as part of their restaurant or whatever. Mm. I'd like to try it properly in that kind of way, but I've tried it. I've tried it. It tastes like sponges. I don't like it. Yeah, it, it can be done very badly because I don't know why. It must be for per- preservation or something. For some reason, it's sold in like a gooey packet. Like, do you get it where it's in the in the liquid, like water or whatever? Kind of like um, halloumi, like how they sell halloumi. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. It right. must be something about keeping it fresh. Mm-hmm. Then it's full of moisture, and you have to really like drain it overnight and marinate it with with flavors and do all of that stuff to make it taste like anything otherwise as you said it's just soft textury spongy nothing but i i i like tofu it's fine to me i've had really good stuff like what you're wishing you could have had i've had it prepared by people who know what they're doing and i've done it myself sometimes it's worked and sometimes it hasn't for me it's fine it's tofu is soybean curd right so it's from the soybean and the way they the, the way they process it, they make it into this meaty-ish block, and you can do a lot with that to make it better. And it's in a lot of Asian food, a lot of veggie food as well. But if you don't like tofu, fine. There's loads of options. You can have tempeh, you can have seitan, or you can have this isn't chicken. Was that what you said? Mm-hmm. Any range of uh, meat replacements, or nothing yeah, at all. Or just have. Lots of stuff is made from soy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you don't like any of that, you can just eat whole foods. You can just eat the real thing instead of 
replacing sausages or bacon or chicken wings. There's so many varieties out there. And as you can see, and I'm now talking to a, a full-time vegan who doesn't like tofu. So it's, it's fine. I'm willing to be converted. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's, it's good. I've, I've had some great tofu. Tofu scramble to me is re- how I really enjoy it these days. Yeah, I always see people having tofu, tofu scramble and so, I really want to try it. Like, good tofu scramble. Uh, I've heard that if you do make it the night before, like, it, you're meant to use that kalanamak, which is that salt that tastes sulfuric to get that eggy flavor, a bit of turmeric to make it turn yellow and the garlic powder and a few other bits. Like if you whip up all that the night before and leave it overnight, seemingly that way the tofu will like, the, the flavors will seep, like soak into the tofu and then throw it on the pan. Seemingly then it's really good. Mm. I've never done that. I've only done it like quick. You can make it in 10 minutes and it's nice and it's easy. It's fine. But to, to like elevate it to the next level, seemingly soaking it all overnight and marinating it makes it even better. Nice. But that sounds I, good. Yeah, I, I'm willing to try it. I, it's worth it. I'm just Google. There's a. It's very easy to make, and there's a lot of uh, good recipes out there. Tofu also very high in protein, and if it, it's a good, it's it's eating beans essentially, processed slightly, but still soybean, so it's pretty healthy for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to linger on that. There's not much more to say. Can you still eat tofu, or if you don't like it, it's fine. Um, is there anything, any, anything like more to say? No, I don't think so. Plenty of alternatives if you don't like it. Yeah, there you go. Next one is toiletries. So a bit like alcohol, a bit like eating out and everything else. They're talking more about the rest of your life. So this is the this is one of the big gray areas. Like how vegan do you want to be? And one of them can include toiletries, and that includes like shampoo, bathroom products, cleaning products, whatever you might use that also not even just it's not only restricted to kitchen may also include animal products and you may may not be technically vegan so you've got to find your own your own level there do you how far do you go on that one um so i try my best all makeup and stuff like that i tend to get i always get these kind of questions around this time of year because obviously family likes to buy toiletries for christmas oh i see Um, (laughs) luckily it's like it's quite easy because all of Superdrug's own stuff is vegan, loads of different brands. I think, no, I was going to say everything that Superdrug is, but it isn't. Um, but like uh, Barry M, NYX, loads of different um, makeup brands. I actually use the, uh, the vegan beauty box as well. So they send like a monthly box of like things. Um, so that's fun. Like um, Huh? Cosmetics, skincare products, that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Sometimes makeup, etc. Um, the thing that people always ask me about is stuff like medicine, um, which some some sometimes comes under the cosmetic thing, and they're like, you know, um, oh, I was going to use that medicine, but it's got lactose in it, or it was tested on animals, and I'm like, all of them were tested on animals at some point. If you need mm. medicine, take your medicine. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That, that is my that is the line. That, that, also- can def- that can definitely stray to weird territories. I know there are some people who are anti-vaxxer because they use animal products in the vaccines and stuff. And that's all yeah. way too far gone from the tone I want to strike here. And oh, yeah. that, that there are some of those real 
nearly hypothetical situations where you cannot be perfect. You might walk out your door tomorrow morning and step on an ant. You don't want to, but you might. And in the same way, almost never, but once in a while, you might have to take a product, a medical vaccination or a pill that has been tested on animals that may contain animal products. But if it's a health thing, if it's a medical need, don't even bring that into consideration. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And sort of on that kind of thing, sometimes I get like, I mean, I've always had really sort of sensitive skin um, and I've tried everything. I must have spent spent hundreds on the different kinds of things that I've got to to make skin somehow not either like dry or like cracked or especially this time of year again um because I used to work in a kitchen as well I used to often have wet hands and then go outside and be cold and it just didn't mm. mix well the only thing that I can use and works for me is Aveeno which is not cruelty free but oh, okay I've just gotta have hands that are not bleeding all the time <laughs> yeah okay you know I've been to the doctors they've recommended me stuff it's not so I think you've seen from all of these lists that we've talked about that there is no right answer. It's entirely subjective. And if, if what we're saying to you in some cases seems offensive and horrific, okay, I'm sorry, but that's that can be a problem in the vegan world in general, vegans attacking other vegans. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm not the problem. Forget about the honey in my tea a year ago. The 99% of people in the world who are not vegan, let's, Let's team up and like work on them. Don't attack me for being not as vegan as you. Uh, yeah, but also most people, most people who aren't vegan will be more likely to try and or try it if they thought they didn't have to go all or nothing kind of thing. Yes, exactly. It's it can work for some people. Some people need that perfect or not at all mentality. Fine if that's you, but just don't rub it in other people's faces and realize that everybody has a different approach. But with regards to toiletries, you mentioned Superdrug, which is the UK pharmacy chain. It's not really a pharmacy. What would you call it? It is and it isn't. But I, I want to mention the Dutch Etos, E-T-O-S, which is anyone who doesn't know what Superdrug is, if you're in the Netherlands, you know what Etos is, and that is Superdrug. It's the same thing. All of the all of the Etos home brands are vegan as well. I'm 99% sure. If you're really concerned, look it up. Don't take my word for it, but I'm pretty sure any of their own brand stuff is vegan so that's cool and yeah, yeah. A, a lot of toiletries these days will list it will say mention something about animal testing or vegan friendly on their uh, on the bottle on the container on the product and if they don't the, the internet is great because the website of the products will tell you their vegan stance or investigative people more concerned about this and more hardworking than you and i will email the company and share screenshots and break down the ingredients list and give you the truth of whether something is truly vegan or not with, with toiletries, with running shoes is another one I found out with everything, with alcohol, with food. I know. I mean, there are so many things that are different and, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say that there's a difference between vegan and cruelty free. Yes. Very true. So I didn't realize that for maybe the first year, maybe more than the first year of being vegan um that they're like vegan means it doesn't contain anything mm-hmm. but could still ne- still be tested on animals but cruelty free just means it's not tested on animals but it could still have milk in it or honey in it i didn't yeah. realize that at all <laughs> isn't um, the, uh, isn't the body shop and lush a bit like that as well 
because the body shop has this thing called against animal testing, which sounds great. But then I'm told that Lush is just vegan completely. Is that the case? Um, Lush also uses honey in their certain things. They also use beeswax in certain things. Okay, um, like vegan-ish kind of. Yeah. Um, but they, ev- so everything is, the good thing about Lush is nothing is in plastic. The things that are in plastic yeah. are like reused tubs, like you take your tubs back in and they reuse it. So that is the, the upside of Lush rather than the body shop. The body shop also have been called out. Maybe they've changed it now, but for buying their like buying their bits of products that have already been tested on animals, but they personally haven't tested them on animals. Right, just shifting the blame, like saying, "Well, we were fine, but don't look at who we bought it from." Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So they buy, I don't know what the ingredients are, but whatever they are, they've been tested previously on animals, and yeah. So. so- um, so yeah, that's but Lush is Lush is great, and Lush everything is labeled vegan if it is. Yeah, uh, is there anything else in toiletries? I'm I'm trying to think. I've someone told me about condoms once not being vegan, and that was like an immediately an area where I'm like, I don't care. I want them to work. That's like the but the last thing I'm gonna worry about on top of all the honey and milk and other stuff. So yeah. To me, that's similar. That comes along the same line as medicine. Yeah, exactly. There are bigger issues at stake in that case. Yeah. No, I agree. And yeah, and the last thing I want to cover now is those little things that you, the crazy, it's crazy things every vegan hears. You know what? I had a a really funny story, um, sort of story to tell the other day that my friend um, was. I can't remember if I actually told you about this. But um, he sits opposite me at work and he's got a bit of a, he's a bit of a wind up kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, really mm-hmm. Lovely person, but he's just got this, he likes to wind us up. Um, and there's me and my team leader who are both vegan. And he'll always go, what would you do if, you know, he always does that kind of. That's what, that's that what this, this section is for. Exactly. So we were waiting for the election results to come in. And he said to me, what would you do if you could make sure Trump never got in again, but you'd have to eat your rabbit? When so, when would that ever happen, though? When would it happen? <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, but if it did, if it did, when? what would you do? But they're, my- they're the kind of funny thought exercises that I don't mind so much. The people who are genuinely... So the one, the, the, the main cliche one is a desert island, right? The, that's the one that the vegans always hear about. That's what all the memes reference. What if you woke up tomorrow on a desert island, there were only animals and there were no plants, would you kill a pig to survive? Yeah. And, that, and you said, well, what's the pig eating? <laughs> I think we've covered this before. That's, the, that's my response yeah. that I saw. Well, if the pig's there on the island, he's eating something. I'll eat what he's eating. I'll have what she's having. So that, that's the logical response but often with these types of people it's a bit like the ones you were saying earlier who are not healthy and criticizing you about being vegan because that might not be healthy it's almost that's winning that argument is not winning because it's just if someone's genuinely trying to get you on uh hypotheticals like crazy situations like that then yeah it's it's already a lost cause yeah i mean that word they do it because they think it's fun sometimes it's funny sometimes it's annoying <laughs> if someone says as a joke, even if it's the hundredth time, I don't mind. I, I, I'll get the tone, and I've. If someone has like a 
potentially difficult name and they hear a joke about their name every day. Like, okay, yeah, very funny. But you know when it's meant, meant in good faith and you brush it off. And I can do that with vegan stuff, no problem. But the ones who are genuinely critical and the desert island is almost too hypothetical. The one, another one that gets me, a lot of men say it, men in general, especially when you're younger. Oh, you're not eating meat. I'm going to eat twice the amount of meat just to balance it out so you don't make a difference anymore. Like, no, you're not. You might you might think that's funny for the day and you might get two chicken sandwiches on the day because I'm not. You, you're not going to eat twice the amount of meat because you, you just won't. And regardless, what a dick move. Like, I'm... If anyone ever committed to that, like, I'm going to increase the suffering because you're decreasing it just to rub it in your face. But an example of these random questions that you're going to get that will just blindside you and you have no response to. Like, I think I've got all the arguments ready to go. I've got all my facts and stances. If anybody wants to have an educated debate about veganism, that's fine. But then occasionally you'll just get blindsided by this. What? I, what am I supposed to say to that? Yeah. I always hate the... You know the um, what if we didn't eat them, then they wouldn't exist. My good, do you want that existence? I fucking don't. <laughs> I'd rather not exist. Or, but, uh, but again, that can go both ways because you'll say, "Well, if we don't kill cows, then cows are going to take over the world." No, they're not. That's not. <laughs> that's not how ecology works. We're, we're not oh, killing, yeah. or we're killing every animal, but not intention. We're not killing kangaroos for meat on a massive level. They're not taking over the world or zebras or whatever. That's not how it works. Again, this is the, the thing about being a black or white, like all or nothing. You can be perfect or you're, you're worth, you're just as bad as everyone else. No, I won't. But I mean, I did eat venison. I bison and venison is not good. You should not eat venison. You shouldn't eat anything. What is venison? venison? Is that deer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, won't. I think it's baby deer. Oh, that's veal, isn't it? Oh, I thought that was baby cow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two yeah, vegans that's... discussing mutton. Yeah, <laughs> all the other meat stuff. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not going to be eating that ever again, which is another one that people say, like, but you're never going to have McDonald's again. Well, I can kind of have McDonald's, some stuff, but I know what they mean. I think, fine, that's okay. I it's not a loss for me to, to say never having this again. Don't think of it that way. Think of all the pluses, all the good stuff that you will get instead of the losses. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was just looking it up. So yeah, it. Venison, venison is deer and veal is baby cow. Oh, no. Okay. Well, so, I mean, both bad. Don't Don't eat venison. Don't eat veal. But pick venison over veal, I think. I don't know. Which one's worse? I like deer. Deer are gorgeous. Don't eat, yeah. <laughs> don't eat good we can, we can end it there i think do you, do you have any, do you have any more crazy vegan topics anything to get off your chest don't think so you know no i mean i'm sure we'll in 10 minutes we'll have another one. Oh, damn it this is one we we're supposed to talk about i can't keep it down to a, a script even though i have it here in front of me so we'll, we'll end it there we have covered iron protein calcium b12 dairy eggs eating out a whole range of what I hope are the basics of veganism and vegan food. So I hope we've answered some questions that people may have 
in the back of their minds, the, the concerns about going vegan. And right now there are two happy, healthy, overall vegans talking to each other. And we're both living quite happily and quite eating delicious food and having a nice time without using animal products. So Heather, this is all the basics I know, but thanks for going through it with me. It's nice to get a reintroduction to all of this stuff. I appreciate your, your perspectives. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's nice to, nice to be on the, on the podcast as always. Yeah.